Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sovereign Projector podcast. My name is Heather and as always I'm so grateful that you are here spending a little bit of time with me. Today since I figured that since Mercury, the planet of communication and speaking and writing and cognating, I don't know if that's how you would say it, cognition, the way we think anyway, all of that stuff, that planet is in the sign of Gemini for I believe at least another 10, 12 plus days or so. I figured we could cognate, we could think about and we could muse upon, we could chat about the concept of duality, you know, the really the the height of what is represented by Gemini, by the twins, you know, the the light and the dark and all the opposites that make this 3D existence for us so spicy, so interesting. (sighs) Because, I mean, it's such a relevant topic, right? We, and I don't know what it is, I don't know if it's always been this intense, the duality and the division and the polarity that we are seeing and witnessing and really being forced to live inside Right now in this 3D reality, I don't know if it's always been so intense or if it has gotten more intense um, or, yeah, if it's just always been like this and it's just that we're more awake to it now or at least like I'm more awake to it now, can't not see it now and can't not see the tactics used to enhance and multiply that division, that separation, that duality that is being used by forces that know that we as a human collective are most powerful when we are united, when we are on the same page. And I don't mean that as in totally all in agreement with one another, but I mean that as in we are united by the heart. And, you know, like just this last, oh God, I don't even know how to describe what's been going on. Like, This last maybe two weeks, but especially this last week, um, I don't know, whatever, time isn't really, I can't remember exactly when it started, but it's been building up, it's been ramping up, this just like, I can only describe it, and like, it sounds so like, oh yeah, cool, Um, but I can only describe it as like, my third eye being like, blasted open, like, yes, a lot of us, I think, have woken up to a bunch of truths that maybe we weren't ready to see. Um, over the last year and a half, two years, um, that we just couldn't ignore anymore. I forgot to put my phone on silent. Oh, well. Um, I'm waiting for a call from my movers because we're moving out tomorrow. So I may need to pause and come back to this if they call me. But anyway, yeah, a lot of us have had that, except I think that, yeah, just in the last couple of weeks, it's like I am so far removed, like, not physically, but so far, like, dimensionally removed from the matrix, like, is the only way that I can call it. And with that, with the fact that I've literally started to embody someone who isn't wrapped up in all the everyday concerns of the matrix and the worries and the fears and the stresses of the matrix, and I'm truly living in my own world and creating my own version of reality, I can see so clearly. It's like I have this 
bird's eye view, but I don't even want to call it bird's eye view. It's like this razor sharp vision that is, you know, like a bird's eye view, but then you can just like zoom in onto specific areas of the matrix. You're just like, wow, okay, that's why everybody thinks like that. Why does everybody think like that? And just the fact that it starts so early in life, like that indoctrination really, you know, I mean, depending on the first three, four years of your life, right, really kicking in and taking hold when we start school, when we're like five or six, four, five, six, whatever age you started school, right, and we move into that real indoctrination system and the way that we have been raised from birth to hand our power over to authorities, told that we know nothing as children, we must be taught. And we're not taught creativity, we're not taught to chase the things that we have innate genius on we're not taught self-worth we're not taught to value ourselves we have to teach ourselves that later if we are lucky enough to move into a spiritual path or any kind of like self-care whatever path right later in life we are taught that we have no say over our bodies right? We have no say over how we structure and spend our days and we are indoctrinated into that, you know, when the bell rings, you be where you're meant to be or you get in trouble. Um, and then we tell you when you eat, you you don't listen to your body anymore. You don't, you can't say like, mom, I'm hungry, right? Anymore. It's like, no, we tell you, you have like a 20 minute break. There goes my phone again. Um, maybe I will put it on silent. Okay. Two seconds. Um, <clears throat> we tell you, yeah, you have like a 20 minute break and you can eat then. And then you have an hour at a different time and you can eat then. Um, but you have to be like, you have to run on somebody else's timeline. You can no longer follow your own whims and your own intuitions. That intuition is truly bred out of you. And that's another thing that I've really woken up to on a whole new level is just how it's like, all these things I knew, but now I'm like seeing it on a whole new level, what damage it's done in yourself, right? And I've done that episode on on dismantling the patriarchy within your own nervous system, dismantling the matrix within your own nervous system. And this is just another piece of that is how we all, every single one of us, I can almost guarantee, unless you've done a lot of like embodiment and intuition and self-trust work. And I have done that. And I still only just discovered this about myself a week ago we all so deeply rank like logical 3D information still above our intuitive knowings. And so how many times have you known something for yourself, but you don't accept it and fully validate it within yourself or fully make that decision until you see some sort of tangible proof that it's going to work or that it worked for somebody else, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's like we want, we have moved so far away from valuing the right side of the brain as much as we value value the left side of the brain that we don't even, we don't take it half as seriously. We don't take our own intuitive knowings half as seriously. Oh my God, we're already seven minutes in and I have barely even gotten into the topic. Well, we might as well take a little break here and do my class announcements, which is just to say that this is the last week to sign up for the Evolutionary Astrology Reader Training. And this is the last time I'll be running this class until at least November, maybe late, later, maybe longer. 
Um, so if you do feel called to study evolutionary astrology with me, all the info um, and the link to sign up will be in my bio. And if you're listening to this before, I believe Sunday the 4th, yep, Sunday the 4th, um, then there's still a, it's like, I don't know, there's like almost $100 discount um, if you sign up before Sunday. So that, right. Okay. So what did I even say we were going to be talking about today? Um, yeah, duality. Okay. So the first thing that I want to talk about that since we are musing on duality is just the fear, I think that a lot of us have of duality and feeling the depths and the highs of life, especially it's like so many of us were getting into it. We were remembering how to live. We were remembering to be how to be in our bodies. We were remembering how to feel the sun on our face and, you know, feel our heartbreak and feel our pain. And then we had to exit from the real world and live an online life for, you know, over a year now. It's like we took ourselves out of reality we took ourselves out of the 3d world or we were taken out of the 3d world and there's just not you you can't like no one can convince me there's the same availability of depth and breadth of deeply human 3d experience to be had online as there is in the real world nobody can convince me of that even the most convincing ai robot who loves themselves right they can't convince me <laughs> uh, we have to joke because otherwise we'll cry um you yeah you can't convince me of that and we have almost like we've we've backslid I think I know I have backslid in or did backslide in that whole like living and breathing and feeling and being embodied in the duality of life okay so so many of us as as starseeds, as lightworkers, we remember the bliss of oneness, you know. We remember how good it felt to be part of a collective consciousness that was united in love and oneness and unity. We remember that bliss. And so the the depths of pain that are available here on the 3D reality, it can be easy to avoid that because we want to return to that oneness and that unity and I think you know that's that's what that is what we have this intention as a collective of moving earth and humanity towards right that oneness that unity of course but to get there we have to move into and that's the thing is that like your soul didn't choose to incarnate 100 200 1000 however many years in the future when we have moved through this polarity, this light versus dark, like war, whatever you want to call it, that we are going through right now, you didn't choose that. You chose to be here now when the poles are so deeply divided and there is so much room to feel pain, to feel like the ecstasy of heartbreak and tears um, and and disappointment and and fear and all of these things that are there, right? As well as the heights and that open-hearted, just like soul singing bliss and ecstasy that is also available here. Okay, you came at this time. You didn't come when 
when everything had moved into unity consciousness. And so you have the intention of feeling it. Your soul had the intention to experience it all. And that's what I'm reminding myself of. I'll say every day, but it's more like every hour right now when I get stressed or I get fearful about what's coming, especially, you know, over the next six months to a year in that I am getting rid of my house and I'm going to be, you know, voluntarily homeless, I guess you could call it, for however long. Um, And, you know, there's so much uncertainty in travel and in this country and, I mean, everywhere really about what is going to happen, right? And every time I feel those fears, I just remind myself no matter how bad it gets, A, there's freedom available in my heart. There's bliss available in my heart. I can always smile. I can always laugh. No matter how bad it gets, I came here. I didn't come here to sit on a couch and watch, you know, night after night of Netflix. I didn't come here to sit on the sidelines. You know, I I came here to experience life and that's not always going to be beautiful and easy. Life can be beautiful and easy if you like and if you love, if you are happy, you know, to to watch Netflix every night, which I, you know, have done sometimes and it's been great and that's why I need it at the moment. But right now I'm just feeling that call that I need to be in it, like, And I do have a feeling there are going to be intense challenges coming up, especially over the next probably six-ish months, but knowing that that's what my soul chose. And just that reminder that I've been giving myself constantly has given me the capacity to open my heart so much more in, in the everyday and given me the, the strength to stop that you know, internal dialogue that says, you know, get on your computer, you know, do some work, blah, 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 and just turn off. And we've had such beautiful weather here. It's, it's, you know, the middle of winter, but it's been 17 degrees Celsius and brilliantly blue sky every single day for the last three, four days. And just every day going to this, this like dog park, I guess you could say near my house, and taking my shoes off and not caring one bit how weird people I think I am and getting out my tarot cards and playing with them or just like scribbling in my journal, um, feeling that winter sun on my face and the grass beneath my feet and just like this crazy smile on my face. Crazy because, you know, anyone watching, walking past with their like stressed little faces and whatever, because in their world, and, you know, I can't speak for all of them, but in a lot of people's world right now, life sucks. Life is hard. Again, there's so much uncertainty, all these things, but I just don't live in that world. That's what I mean. Like I've completely stepped outside of that world. Okay. So that's the first little piece on duality and polarity, right? dive into it. Don't be afraid of living, right? Don't be so afraid of the pain and remember what it felt like to live in the world. If, if, you know, this experience has seen you get caught up in living an online life, you know, (laughs) 
do whatever you like. But if you miss the real world, yes, there is a potential for pain. Yes, there is a potential for suffering. Yes, there is the potential to get hurt. Yes, there is potential that like if you are a sensitive person, you'll have to deal with energy that you don't like out in the world. That's great. Like learn some energy protection techniques and get out there and remember what it feels like to connect to people, even people that you think suck, right? And that's kind of moves us into the next, like the second part of this discussion, which is about polarity and duality between different people and why it's being, the word that wants to come to mind is like weaponized, right? And, And this is why, because war is a violent reaction against a person or a group of people that you fear or you have been told to fear. And when humanity, again, is moving further and further away from that state of harmony and unity and love for one another, the very few people, that top 1%, the powers that be, the elite, whatever you want to call them, I do not care what your term of choice is, right? You know, if you go so far as the Illuminati, whatever, whatever you like to say, right? I don't, I don't care what terminology you use. This is a safe space to just call them the, the F heads, right? That's fine. I don't mind that either. They, when we're at war with one another, right? When we create this war amongst ourselves and this division amongst ourselves, they can just sit back and relax. They don't have to create it between us. And we are so distracted, we're destroying each other, we're killing each other, or we're yelling at each other, we're fighting amongst each other, that we can't focus on what is important, which is taking them down. (laughs) It's true, right? Okay, that's all we need to do is come together, is to get past these differences and come together and take them down because once they have been removed, we will notice that all of the things we perceived as differences, things that we thought we could never love someone for thinking, feeling, being, doing, right? You will see that they were amplified and if not even constructed by the people in power, this 1%, to create that extreme duality. And you will notice that person that has a differing opinion to you that you just have so much hatred towards is actually just a human, right? And just wants to be loved just like you do and just wants to feel safe just like you do. So there are so many ways that this duality is being intensified right now. And I think one of the major ways, and this has been annoying me for a year, probably over a year, is the automatic and the ampl- like the amplified way that we are automatically labeling someone based on one belief, right? For example, if you, you know, if you had this one opinion, then, you know, people are like, oh, so you must be like on the right or so you must be on the left, right? That's a big one people love to do. People love to um, associate, oh, that's a belief of the left or that's a belief of the right. And then you express that one belief, even though maybe the rest of your beliefs are 
you know, associated with the other side, people are like, oh, you must be on this side then, right? It's just stupid. And you've probably, and like, I'm not, that's the thing is that I know with you guys, I'm like preaching to the choir here. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is it even worth me talking about these like um, spiritual or, or whatever concepts on here? Because I know that the people listening are just like hearing it being like, yep, 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 yep. But then I think, how freeing and liberating it is to me when I hear other people talking about these things and it gives me the confidence to speak about these things um as well so hopefully I mean that's that's why we're doing it right so that because there are people that I won't reach that you will be able to reach when you can express this in your own unique way right when you can talk about these concepts and these ideas if you feel called in your own unique way have these conversations etc and also notice in your life when you move into that like wanting to separate people into different camps or wanting to like you know I mean I didn't know if I was going to talk about this because there's so much censorship or whatever but just the biggest like the hottest topic of like well okay so the code word is vacation which like someone that I someone whose podcast I listen to Monica Yates she uses but when I say vacation you can probably guess what I mean because it's like the hottest topic right now and this division that's been amplified whereas like the people who have had their vacation or had both vacations um they don't want to be around or don't want to have anything to do with people who haven't had their vacation and then it's like they, I'm not saying it's not true. And also I've experienced this and heard people that have like other women who've also had, you know, pretty intense problems with their menstrual cycle because of like the shedding of the spike proteins from the vacation. Um, but it's like somebody's brought this story into the main mainstream or like the main alternative stream or whatever of shedding on the unvacationed person. And so now the unvacationed people, the people who haven't had their vacation, um, they don't want to be around the people who have. And so it's just like, again, it's like splitting humanity in two different camps. Um, we're avoiding each other. And it's like, it's totally your choice. I don't care who you spend time with or who you don't, but just bring awareness to the fact that, and even just like the conscious mind if it goes into like when you lose control of your mind, I think I want to say, and it starts going into, oh, I don't want to be around that person. Like just, just taking a moment to be like, is that really my thought? Is that really my belief? Do I really think that? Do I really care as much as I think I do? Or am I just basing this on something that I saw, whether on Instagram or on the mainstream media? You know, I'm told that this person is dangerous, again, for either reason, on either quote-unquote side. Um, Or is this just like something that I've been conditioned to think? Because I have not had a vacation and I have had experience. Again, I had a really, really bad cycle Um after being around my my nurse friend and cousin who had and that doesn't like stop me you know I thought about it I was like oh does that mean I want to like stop spending time with them it's like no I don't I don't want to add to the separation I don't you know there are things that I can do to take care of my body to to love up on my body and my cycle and whatever so that I can feel 
my best, but I'm not going to add to the duality. And again, it's totally your choice, whatever you decide to do. Um, but, you know, I had fallen into the unconscious belief patterns that were being conditioned on me, which is like, oh, we have to like stay away from them. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, but then I was like, no, I don't actually want to. That's not a thought that's coming from me. That's a thought that's coming from, again, these conditioning techniques in the mainstream media and by people on Instagram, well-meaning or not, that want to add to the level of duality. And again, it's like, it's not the person that wants to add to the level of duality. It's the forces at play. So when I talk about this kind of stuff, I want you guys to remember, I'm not speaking about people or groups of people who are doing things. It is the the darkness and the light the darkness will always try and create duality because that creates war that creates reaction the light will always move us towards unity and peace and understanding even though there will often be periods of like not like separation but just the times when we notice the differences within each other and we talk about them, right? We express them. We have those tough conversations where it's like, why do you think that, you know, how, what, how does that make you feel? All of these things that we're so good at um, dancing around or just, like I said, avoiding the person and avoiding being put in that situation or making a rash judgment about someone or something um, before we continue. But instead, taking that time to look within um, at why it's so triggering to us and maybe discovering that we don't actually care that much. It's just our subconscious that's been programmed to care and to react. But really, we don't actually care that much, if that makes sense. That's definitely what I've experienced a lot about a lot of things, like even just down to you know, over the last year and a half, I've become politically atheist in that, you know, call it what you want. I don't agree with either quote unquote side. You could not put me on the left and you could not put me on the right. Absolutely not. I disagree with almost all of their policies, to be honest. I, I just, it's so far removed. They all essentially want the same thing, which is control of the humanity and the population and no and yet I can't even remember where I was going with this oh my god right okay I had to re-listen to that last little chunk to remember where I was going with this but all right we're back so yes but what before I became apolitical essentially and decided I don't have any side and I just follow my own intuition about what I think is a good decision and what is not and again exit myself as much from the matrix as I possibly can um, both with you know sovereignty over my work and my income and sovereignty over my body and health and sovereignty over my living situation and all of these things that I have tried really done all that I can do well for now there's obviously much more to be done in terms of not being reliant upon the government that I think is beyond evil anyway before that I was very much aligned with the left you know that that like whatever um that like hippie whatever left like the very leftist like the very like what's the word like hyper intellectual left 
Anyway, and so I was pre-programmed just by associating with this side (laughs) of all the beliefs I had, all the things that annoy me, all the people I wasn't meant to like, right? All like the political figures and the artistic figures that I was pre-programmed not to like because they said one thing one time that, that, um, you know, upset someone else kind of thing. And I, I didn't even read their work or read their words or read their opinions or connect with their opinions for myself. It was just these points of view were pre-programmed in my nervous system, in my body, and I could automatically hate them. I could automatically cringe whenever I saw their face or I could say, I hate this person without ever even knowing why or it being my own sovereign decision. And that doesn't mean, right, that now that I am apolitical, I agree with everybody ever. I still have people in the public eye that I firmly disagree with on certain topics but it's my choice. It is my sovereign choice because I have listened to them talk or I have read them talking about different different issues and it's my choice. So that's the difference, right? Again, it goes back to what we were speaking about last week when I was talking about creating a sovereign relationship with alcohol. Anything that is not your choice is an addiction, right? Anything that you don't have sovereign control over is is a giving away of your power because now, oh, and I hate it. And again, it's just stuff that has become so clear to me because when they firmly polarize these two sides, right, and we're talking about politics now, when they firmly polarize that this is left, this is right, the side that you associate with doesn't even have to try or work to convince you of some point of view they want you to agree with. They just say, this is the point of view associated with the left and everybody who quote unquote associates with the left will then agree with it. Same as the right. So that is why I think uh, you can do whatever you want, but, but really looking at what is true for you, what is important to you. Yeah, I think that's everything that we're going to talk about. Um, There was, I'm just pulling my cards out in case we want to like pull a couple of tarot cards or something to, you know, release, get rid of some energy. We spoke a lot. We ranted a lot. This week has been so intense. This like T-square that Leanne and Gemma and I spoke about. If you haven't listened to the um, cancer season forecast then definitely go back and do that. Okay, so, um, but yeah, it has been really intense. It's been really full on. It's basically hitting my Saturn degree. Um, so I have been feeling it deeply in my body. I haven't felt a transit like this in ages. Okay, we got two queens. Okay, so we pulled the queen of swords, which I literally just see as my like cutting through the bullshit, honey. She's just like, no, I don't have time for your junk again. Like sword, sovereignty over the mind. We're not getting stuck in the subconscious programming, whether it's true or not. We are bringing it to the surface and we are saying, do I agree with this or not? Um <clears throat> So huge. And then Queen of Wands, ideas, creation, sovereignty over your creativity, right? So looking at where you were conditioned from childhood to think that you're not creative, that you are not a sovereign creator of your own world, right? That your ideas are somebody else's. 
um, that your ideas aren't as good as anyone else, that you are not as good as anybody else, that you don't wear the crown in your world, right? And bringing that, right, bringing that fire. And then we also got death because what kind of um, what kind of tarot card pull session would it be if we didn't pull the death card? Um, just let it go, whatever it is. Really said, let it go. Like reassess those um, everything we spoke about, right? Those unconscious beliefs that we don't even notice are there. We think we've done so much, like shadow work and all that stuff, and yet we have this huge part of us, like that, like I was talking about with the political um, association, right? And we're totally not in power of our belief system. So let it go, release it, let it die. The old ways are dead. It's it's just time. And I hope that you are all having this same third eye opening experience that I am um, <clears throat> and seeing just how dead it is. And I will meet you in new earth, right? Can't wait. Our, our kids can play together in the sun, in the dirt, they can learn through laughter and play and exploration. You know, we can take them out of these terrible education systems that don't teach anything except slavitude. Um, we can eat organic tomatoes and let the juice drip down our fingers. We can feel the sun on our faces. We can sit with each other in community and share a beautiful like minestrone soup or something like that. We can have our barefoot on the earth. We can play, we can have bonfires, we can share wisdom, share our stories, we can laugh about the old days when we used to go into offices and and think that that was the meaning in life, right? We can grow younger, right? Instead of older, we can age backwards because aging is a construct. You might grow older in years and in wisdom, but my body just gets younger and so does yours as we go on. And so I can't wait, I can't wait for that, for us to release all the fears, right? The fears, the lack, mentality, the feeling isolated, feeling like we're the only ones, feeling like we have to do it all alone. I'm just like pulling cards now. We got, yeah, five of pentacles reversed and four of pentacles reversed too. So that's all I was talking about. But yeah, okay, all right, lots of love. I'll talk to you guys soon. Um, hopefully have you um well you know if you want to join the evolutionary astrology radio training i'll see you there um otherwise i have applications for i'm not taking once off readings but i have 28 day containers which include a reading and then also 60 minute integration i have applications for those open on my website so if you do feel called to work with me would love to meet you officially um otherwise I'll talk to you probably next week and okay that's the last thing manifest the heck out of me successfully getting on this plane next Thursday and all of the moving stuff all of that going really well easy breezy please manifest for me okay lots of love I'll talk to you next week okay bye